0: Hello, good morning and you welcome to Spiritual Logic. I am your host, Albert Josephology. and today we are going to be speaking from the book of um John, chapter ten. We are going to be observing some kind of statements that Jesus Christ um, made. Um it, it seems sort of um a little bit ignorable. Um um, but i think there are loads of very important informations in those words that we really need to pay attention to it most especially the opening statement jesus christ opening statement in this passage means um there's really a whole lot more to hit than excuse me meet the high um he said jesus said um i'm reading john chapter 10 I'm reading from verse one from the uh, Good News Bible. It said, I am, the, I am the I am telling you the truth. The man who does not enter the sheepfold by the gate, but climbs in some other way is a thief and a robber. The man who goes in through the gate is the shepherd of the sheep. The gatekeeper opens the gate for him. The sheep hear his voice as he calls his own sheep by name and leads them out when he has brought them out he goes ahead of them and the sheep follow him because they know his voice they will not follow someone else instead they will run away from such a person because they do not know his voice now as a matter of fact it's still the fact today Verse 6 says, Jesus told them this parable, but they did not understand what it meant. So, Jesus Christ said again, I am telling you the truth, I am the gate for the sheep. All others who came before me are thieves and robbers, but the sheep did not listen to them. Now, let's carefully observe this. You know, um, a couple of misunderstandings that we actually had, even... um. In verse 8, that's been our pre um that Jesus Christ, when he said, All others who came before me are thieves and robbers, but the sheep did not listen to them. Now, let's compare that to the opening statement in verse 1. It says, I am telling you the truth. The man who does not enter the sheepfold by the gate, but climbs in some other way, is a thief and a robber. Now, who does that? What can? What does it mean for someone to? Um, okay, there is a road. There's a there's a there's a there's a door into a place, an entrance, and um, there is a normal way, and the door is accessible. You just need to knock or use the key to open. But um, a, a certain individual decides to, you know, climb through the window. Boss through the ceiling it doesn't mean, definitely means that number one the person is a desperado is desperate for something and it means that the person does not have a clean clear in, intention the the person's intention is not genuine it's not in line it's not original it does not fit to the principles and the concept of christ the reason why okay now what i'm saying is this if Anybody claims to be a shepherd, if anybody claims to be a pastor, a preacher, or a teacher, and the person, one way or the other, does not put Christ before you, does not let you see Christ directly, does not link you up with Jesus Christ in all that he does, in all that he says, in all that he teaches, then that person is a thief. What I'm saying is he said, all those who came before me, verse 8, all others, who came before me are thieves and robbers, but the sheep did not listen to them. Now, let me tell you something. He said, I know my sheep and I identify them by their names. The truth is this. The moment there is a certain preacher that cannot speak to your spirit or when he's preaching to you, you do not see Christ directly from his message. This is what I'm saying. You know, there's a lot of, preachers out there there's a lot of people that claiming to be pastors and the the concept the, the philosophy in their teaching the moment it is not to let you see Christ But actually to let you see how powerful, how special, how unique, how talented, how they are specially called, how they are specially anointed. And every time when they are preaching to you, every time when they are talking to you, it is either they are bragging about this, they are bragging about that, and they are claiming to be this, and they are claiming to be that. That person has come before Christ. That person has placed himself ahead of Jesus Christ. It is like this when you place a cup. Imagine wherever you are right now, place a cup right before you, I I mean, mean, right before you, very close to you, that cup is Jesus Christ. Now, any other cup that you want to place that is supposed to be in line with Jesus Christ, if that cup is not going to be, uh, does not want to be called a thief and a robber by Jesus Christ, that cup needs to stay behind that cup, Jesus Christ. Now, the moment that cop comes to the front of Jesus Christ, to the front, I mean, that now it will cross over and come to the front, then that is a kind of a rubber and a tear that Jesus Christ is talking about. Because you know what? The moment they are preaching and they are not... I in Jesus, they are not gassing up Christ, they are not expressing the wonders of God in their teaching and in the in the in the uh, philosophy of, of their ministry or ministerial op- operation. Trust me, they are already blocking you from Christ. What he's saying there is this: whoever anybody will you see that comes to you, excuse me, or approaches you as a teacher, as a preacher, an evangelist, or a pastor, and they have a certain way of shielding you creating a cage within you if you check them there is a way they try to like make you make them feel or make them seem like um the alpha and the omega of your life and the 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 reason why you need to exist the reason why god has sent um, directed you that they, you know they they, pray, they they create a lot of um, delusional teaching that, that that actually won't make you go, okay. Um I think I need to stay put in this church. Um, I need I think I need to stay put under this ministry. I think I need to I don't need to go anywhere else. I think this is the only place I can be safe. You know they they try to insinuate a whole lot of of uh, of of it is them my theology. Those are the ones Christ is calling robbers. I know uh, of my of my shepherd in my parish he, he often has one habit that's whenever you come to the church and you say okay um for the maybe you're coming for the first time and you um say you ask for the shepherd even if you are asking him directly as a matter of fact you must have met some members and they directed you to go and meet him that is the shepherd and you now get to him and you try to like okay sir please i'm looking for the shepherd he will tell you go inside the church the shepherd is right inside the pulpit or right, inside the altar in the church He's not just trying to make jokes of you, but he's trying to create that thing in your mind that whatsoever it is that he needs to do for you, whatsoever prayer that he needs to pray for you, whatsoever he needs to teach you, it all still boils down to Christ. You will see those robbers, those thief kind of pastors that Jesus Christ is, is uniting here. they make a lot of, um, of, of gassing up prayer, gassing up, um teaching they make you feel everything you need to do everything that you need to get whatsoever the thing that you need it is all about how much prayer you pray it is about how how hard you can fast it is about how much you can shout trust me these individuals they are already placing someone else or another idol before christ what he's saying is this they you, you, you okay I'm sorry to say this but look around there are loads of people out there just social media i know a couple of them you see them as a matter of fact they hardly really lay a single reference to christ in their life the only person they lay reference to in their life is the pastor of their church a lot of time you see them they'll post a picture of him say this about him say this about him uh, you know, but are they really doing such a for Christ when um everything is about you know they are the, the the laws of God when when the Bible says thou shalt have no other God except me or in place of me, that is a form of idolatry. That is what Jesus Christ is warning us about here. That don't um, um, be too carried away by the worker, by the vessel I'm using to pass the message, or to work a miracle in your life, that you actually forget to lay reference, or or or, or to honor and worship me continually. Me, the reason why the miracle or the teaching can be passed across. You 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 see a lot of times some some preachers. I have seen a couple of people, um, preachers or pastors, they had doctor to their name. They are so very, very interested in their titles and all that. And I, I think I asked on one particular day, about one one particular day, and like, why do you have doctor to your name? It is not a doctorate degree. It is actually because he did a couple of, of healing miracles, he, he did a couple of persons, and... It felt like since he's already healing people now, he could add doctor to his name. That is an example of a person, a preacher, a pastor, or a, a worker of miracle that has placed himself before Christ. What he's saying is this: Don't ever let anybody let them make you feel like they are the solution to your problem. I, my one of my sisters in my in my church she she told me of a particular pastor though this this story is kind of crazy anyway he told me of a part she told me of this particular pastor whereby she used to attend this church she attended this church for a whole lot of years and as a matter of fact while she was attending the, the church she often had miscarriages several miscarriages she added i think one or two steelbed and thereabouts and all the, i don't i don't have a clue the kind of um, um of fear of of and, and exactly that is it i think fear is one of those things they use they create fear into your mind they create fear into your soul they make you um fearful of them of their choice of their ministry They make make their, you know, it it is just, it is really funny how they do it. But trust me, check it very well. Check how they speak. Check how they communicate. Check their models of operation. You will notice that these people would rather preach themselves, would rather hype themselves, would rather place and position themselves instead of positioning Christ at the center of your life. He said... She said she eventually decided to leave the church and when she left the church she had her first child and she got pregnant again for the second child only god knows how the pastor got the information so he called her on the phone and told her he, he spoke in yoruba with a very nasty proverbs that the rain that um the rain the rain that um kind of like um I don't know how to how to paraphrase it. It's what what it was actually insinuating was that the problem you had initially that brought you to my church would definitely bring you back. And the lady said she went to fasting and prayer, she prayed even without reporting the case to the pastor of our current church, she prayed and fasted and and refused to allow that statement into his life, refused to allow that message into his life. And that was just it. She was able to survive, to escape anything. In fact, she's she keeps having children more and more, and she's basking in the grace of God. And I don't even know, maybe it was because of her prayer, but along the line, it wasn't even long after the phone call and everything that that pastor actually died. What I'm saying is this. Nobody is the Alpha and Omega of your life. Nobody is the, um, um, the, the, the reason for your existence except Christ. Whosoever is not going to preach God to you the way God is, whosoever that will need to make people, uh, make you scared, in order for to pass the message of Christ across to you, I don't think you need to um around him or stay close to him because they are definitely um of no good to your life. Whosoever it is, whosoever it is that uh, um that that will. That, that will preach in, that will position, that will deliver a message. Those are the thieves They come, they deliver messages that God did not send them. They, they, they express, um, make expression, they prophesy when actually God has not asked them to prophesy. They preach their own um, customized and patterned kind of message and preaching. They try to make people See God their own way, not the way God actually is. those are the thieves, those are the robbers, and you really need to stay away. you need to be very careful, you need to be very, very vigilant and that 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 is actually the funniest thing here. this was a was a teaching that Christ deliberately did for the church, for the fold, for the sheep, and definitely not for shepherds, and apparently. That is the reason why the um we've added very few preachings about it. Let's go back to that verse one again. He said, I'm telling you the truth. The man who does not enter the sheepfold by the gates, the man who does not let Christ to proclaim him. You know, I don't know, but but the the the, the we we have we have placed so much um emphasis and essentialities on our packaging our charisma the uh, the way we present ourselves as ministers especially that it is more or less the reason why certain people attend our churches now ask yourself the church you attend why exactly do you attend that church why what is your exact reason why you are in that church There has to be a reason. And the reason definitely must be that Christ has called you to be in that church. You don't have to be in that church simply because uh, the church is well-branded. The church is popular. The church has a whole lot of congregation. The church is um, seen on TV, the broadcast. I'm not saying going or attending such churches or of parishes i don't I'm not saying anything is wrong about them, but what I'm saying is this: it has to be that Christ has opened the door of your hearts to be led by that shepherd, by that pastor in that church. that is why he said he said, I am telling you the truth: The man who does not enter the shepherd by the gate but climbs in in some other way then that climbs in in some other way. What Christ is saying is this. Membership of any church, of any denomination, must be strictly because you are called to be there. Not because of, of your, your fancy is tickled by anything at all, by wanting or the other. Not because of that. It has and definitely has to be that that is where your name is written. Remember, remember, in the book of Exodus, when God was was actually um given the, the instructions and laws concerning um um celebration, festival, um harvest, and He said that every that every year they must appear before Him twice, and He said for a particular one that the harvest that when they are coming, He said they should live wherever they are. And travel down to the place where he has written their name. That was exactly what he said. He said, You will go to that place where your name is written. If you if you attend the church, if you attend, if you are under a certain ministry, if you are a member of a certain congregation, and you are not there because Christ actually confirmed it to you that your name is written in that place. Trust me. You have been robbed. The shepherd of your church has come into you into your gates. In fact, he ignored your gate and he came in through the window. What is that window? Whatsoever reason why you attend, maybe you, you are a member of you decide to be a member of that church because you are scared, because you are um 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 your emotion is bought. Because you are cajoled, maybe because okay, and this is my this is my family church, this is the church where I grew up. Oh, trust me, you are already making a fool of yourself because you need to know everybody has um a place, a certain place where their name is written, and if it is not that place, then you are not anywhere, and you see he said that. If you are in a wrong place, there will be less impact in your life. So don't let your emotions be the reason. And this is why it is very, very important for every individual to have a relationship with God, a direct relationship with God. Don't let your emotions be the reason why you um, have to be a member of a particular church. No. Don't let your emotions, don't let um, um attraction be the reason. A lot of people just attention to judge because, okay, I love the pastor, not because he's called to be a member of that ministry. That is why you see them at a particular point in time, maybe the pastor is transferred or the pastor actually did something to offend the member. And you see, okay, this pastor... They left the church. It is because they are the reason why you are there in the first place. It is what I'm saying is this don't let anything be the reason why you do anything in the house of God except it is Christ Himself. Christ has to be at the forefront of everything, it has to be the person your, your pastor preaches. No matter how, in all ramification, everything that he's saying, everything that he's doing, every of his active activities, every of his actions, every of his words must point you back to Christ. Nothing that he is doing must let you see him, instead of seeing Christ. This thing I'm telling you is quite subtle. It is almost unnoticeable. It is almost uh, impossible for you to actually see it easily. But trust me, they do it. I know we've had a congregation that uh, have uh, built. That's why how big that church is. Yeah, they have built the church based on um, internal teaching, internal philosophy, internal ways of operations. That it's so crazy, so bad that if you are not trained under their ministry, if you are not trained under the, uh, if you have not been a member of that church, it is definitely difficult for you to be, go to that church and minister. You will never see that particular congregation associating with any other body of Christ. That is not Christ. Definitely that pastor hasn't been preaching Jesus. I'm sorry, he's a thief and he's a robber, he's a thief, and he's a robber, in this church, nobody, you know, even in their campus fellowships, if you are not a member of their fellowship, elsewhere, maybe in another campus, you have to be under their ministry, before you can go there to minister, you cannot invite them to their to your church and they come. rather they will in fact, they play this um attacking um, mindset kind of football that they before you can even think of opening your mouth to invite them to your church, the moment they see you, they are already inviting you to their church. What I'm saying is this, that is not what it's about i'm telling you it is about christ we have gone too much into branding into packaging into our church into our denomination into our pastor into our minister into our shepherd into our prophet we have done way too much of this that all we want to do is shove ourselves down each other's throats and it is it has gone so bad that that even Right inside of the body of Christ, the moment you are not attending my church, the moment we don't attend the same church, I start to feel less or think less of you. I start to see you lesser than a real believer. I start to see you uh, unworthy. Or I start to feel like, oh, you are not getting enough. These are thieves and robbers. And look at it. They are definitely desperate. They don't wait for Christ to bring people to their church. That is what he was saying in that verse 1. He said, I am supposed to write their name there. I am supposed to bring them in. But these people will not let you come into the door. These people will not come into the door of your life. They come in through the gates. They buy into your emotions, they blackmail you. They give you emotional all kinds of emotional blackmail. They make you feel less important than their own judge. There are certain belief, um, um, association and gang of believers that if you don't exhibit a certain gift of the Holy Spirit, then you they tell you you are not yet a, a believer. That is entirely false. Those are one of the every other way that Christ is talking about. I, I would I will speak in that on that on, on, on another episode, but what I'm saying this here is this: Please don't let anyone mislead you. Don't let anyone fool you. I probably i'm able i have this understanding i'm able to teach this because okay maybe i'm I'm not a pastor and um i'm just a i'm also a member of a particular church i'm just a believer like yourself and we need to talk to ourselves at this particular point in time my friend if the church you are worshiping if christ hasn't deliberately led you to worship there it is time for you to leave. And all you're going to know is the reason why you are actually there. There's no two ways about it. The reason why you are there must be because your name is written there. Christ has ministered to you at one particular point or the other that you are supposed to be a member of this church. If that is not the case, you have been buggered. You have been robbed. Someone has come in through the window of your life. Someone came in through the fence. They jumped in, they broke in through the ceiling. Christ is the only door. Christ is the only way. Christ must be the only message, the only teaching, the only reason why you do anything nothing else anything else is fault anything else is a scam anything else is a daylight robbery it has to be christ if it is not christ it is robbery he said the real shepherd let's let's take a look at this um, passage again from the um, Amplified Version of the Bible, Pro Adventure is going to give us another um, look at it. I'm reading John chapter 10 still, verse 1. It said, I assure you most solemnly, and I tell you, he who does not enter by the door into the sheepfold, but climbs up some other way elsewhere from the other quarters. Is a thief and a robber. It's the same the same way. It is plain and simple. The only way is that Christ has to direct you to that place. Is that Christ must write your name in that place. He must have registered you as a member of that church. If he hasn't you don't have any reason to be there. Let me read the message version. It says, let me say this before you as plainly as I can. If a person climbs over or through the fence of a sheep pen, instead of going through the gate, you know is up to no good. A sheep rustler. If Christ has not directed you to a church, you don't have any reason to be there. If the pastor of the church is not in every single of his statements, if, okay, for instance, if he makes you feel like it is only when he prays for you before you get deliverance, he is a thief, he is a robber, run away. If he maybe is um, in, in his church, there are still many other um ministers, and he is the only one that always makes sure the members see or listen to, run away from me. Is a robber. Because Christ can actually speak to you through any other person apart from him. Christ can reach you through every other means apart through him. Christ can always manifest himself even from ordinary human um, beings, people that you meet on, on the road. He can speak to you through people it can, as a matter of fact, the way Christ wants to operate with us is not through a prophet, it is not through a pastor, it is not only through a shepherd or a teacher. He wants to operate with us directly. What Christ wanted for us is that we have, be the sheep, we have a one on one interpersonal relationship with Him and nothing else. I had, I had a, a uh, I don't I don't want to seem like I'm attacking um, anybody, but I just want to keep you that you are listening to this um, podcast. I just want to keep you safe because Christ and because that is the reason why Christ made that statement in John chapter 10. He made that statement and he made it very clear to us because he wants us to be safe. It is not a message. In fact, you can see it was not Actually talking to his disciples, no, he was talking to the fold to the people that even peradventure, when I leave, these ones might also turn look be careful. And the reason why he was saying it was because then the Pharisees and the Sadducees, you remember, he said it in the book of Luke that the Pharisees and the Sadducees they make sure they put a burden, a kind of burden they themselves cannot carry. And the people, and they will not even make an attempt to lift a single bucket. It was telling them because the Pharisees and the Sadducees, and trust me, I I so, so, you know a couple of times I actually observed that okay, while Jesus Christ was alive, the heads of the church, the people that were actually leading the church, then were the Pharisees and the Sadducees. I was now wondering, are we really certain that the Pharisees and the Sadducees are actually not still in control of our churches? Are we actually sure that the Pharisees and the Sadducees are not our GOs and our founding fathers? Are we still sure that these people that we look up to are actually looking up to Christ? I pray God will keep us safe. If I need to explain any further, it's already 34 minutes and I want to stop right here. If I will need to explain any further, I would um record more on this um particular subjects, maybe tomorrow, and so that I will not bore you too much. I pray that the Spirit of God will explain things to us. And as we, even if we are presently a member of any church or any congregation, that Christ does not want us um, to be there or or that Christ has not written our name, His grace, His anointing, His mercy will actually move us away from that place to a place that is going to be more impactful in our life. Check your life, be on the watch, be on guard. That is why Christ has sent that message. Make sure that Christ is in the center of your church. Make sure that Christ is actually the head of your church and not your pastor. Make sure that your pastor, your teacher, your prophet, your uh, evangelist, no matter what the title he has, your shepherd, make sure your bishop, make sure that he himself is still looking up to Christ. And he's not trying to make you look up to him. Make sure that he's not um, so desperate for you to remain a member of his church. That he, he shields you from getting influenced or, get, or knowing any other pastor or any other minister. Make sure that he's open to your own good. Is is very, very concerned about your life. He... He expects you to be successful, and He's always trying to contribute to it. I pray that God will help us in the name of Jesus. Amen. Yeah, good morning, everybody. I want to welcome you to another edition of um, Spiritual Logic. And we are going to continue on our discussion that will start on Wednesday, um for that you know we are going to be having um each episode every week for each episode we contain um three segments where we elaborate and explain discuss well on each topic that god directs us to speak on um per week so this is the only episode that i'll probably be having two segments alone and the fourth segment of each episode will be on Saturdays where We take questions and answers from our discussion during the week where we discuss more on what we have experienced. So and I want to really appreciate everyone who has been following this on Wednesday. And I really appreciate your encouragement and your comments. God bless all of us in the name of Jesus. Now this morning we will move on with our discussion. We are still on the discussion, Jesus Christ the real gates and jesus christ the reason was a segment for last week the gates christ now what i'm trying to um say through the mouth of the holy spirit this morning is that you know we call this spiritual logic and i told you on on monday that you know these things are things we need to check in the philosophy they are very subtle things that we need to check in the philosophy of our leaders and also pray in our own spirit and make sure christ actually wants us to be in under any ministry that we have decided to be i will show you some things in the scriptures that made it clear that um it is definitely about christ and not about anyone else and it is christ who is doing all the work and we are just vessels, you know, that um is using. He decides to do them through. So uh, it is that simple. It is basic like that, and it does no other thing, um details and anything like that. It is just about Christ. It's not about how uh, special we are or anything. Now, to this morning, we are going to be contrasting both that John chapter ten. We'll be contrasting it with um what Paul said briefly in the book of Romans chapter five. Um yeah, Romans chapter 1 verse 5 actually. Romans 1 5. I'll read. I'm reading the good news version. It says, Through him, God gave me the privilege of being an apostle. You see, he is giving a privilege of being what? An apostle. Some might be given the privilege to be what a preacher, a teacher, some pastors, some evangelists, some prophets. It is only a privilege they are given. Through him, this is how that is how the message Bible uh, okay, yeah, that is the good news Bible. Let's see how the message Bible um puts it so that we can have um, a clearer understanding Romans chapter 1, verse 5. It said, Through him will receive both the generous gift of his life and the uh, and the urgent task of passing it on to others who receive it by entering into obedience, trust in Jesus Christ now what i'm saying is this we are only meant we are not we are are nothing but a reflector of christ that is just who we are if i am okay for instance now if let's say i'm a prophet and i am prophesying to you i am just reflecting the anointing of a prophet which is actually in jesus christ through my own body through my own life i am actually not the prophet jesus christ himself is a prophet if i am teaching even as a matter of fact jesus christ said in the book of Matthew that nobody should be called a teacher nobody should be called to, to desire to be called drabby because there is only one teacher and that is him so if i'm teaching or i'm evangelizing i am just a reflector and that is basically it he is a light there's only one source of light christ himself there is only one way. That is why he said, "I am the way." It's not say, "I am a way." He said, "I am the way, the truth, and the life." You see, it is only one life. It is only one way. It is only one light. It is only one truth. No other one. Anything that that that, uh, that contradicts this, in either in oppression or in philosophy, it is definitely um, uh, um, an appearance of a thief and a robber, as the Bible says in the book of John. So, what I'm saying is this. You need to check is, you really need to be very careful. You know, the reason why I'm saying all this is because, you know, um, it got to a particular point in time in my life that I thought about my life so much and I felt like, do I really want to identify with Christians? Because, okay, I have seen a lot of people, I've read a lot of testimonies, I've read a lot of comments about people and their experience with their one man of God or the other, one pastor or the other, and I I felt like, do I really want to identify as a Christian as well? I just want to live my own life and believe in God and obey Him and do according to His word, because you know it has gotten too so bad to the point that for pastor's sake, for you we ask certain people and you hear their comment and their testimony and they will tell you the only reason why they stop going to church is because of their pastor the only reason why they stop attending um um services is because their prophet did this their evangelist did that their shepherd did this and i i kind of wondered like okay what exactly is the problem am i going to entirely blame these people no those those um this church leader do they have their own thoughts definitely yes now but what is the problem why can't they still remain in christ even though those human desire to feel as human yeah they are human and they they have the chance they have um, um that they see that space in them that can make mistake that can commit one error or the other but must their own error remove me from faith no now, how would their hero never be able to remove me from faith if I have found Christ by myself? If I have found faith in Christ by myself, and I don't need them to actually um help me to stand. Let me let me show you something. The Bible says in the book of Micah, and it it um okay before 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 we go to the book of Micah, I I want to lay an analogy on 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 something um um Judas Iscariot. You know, um, Judas Iscariot. I I tend to see some um some traces of him in some of our ministers today. I'm sorry, I'm not trying to bring anybody down, but what Jesus Judas Judas Iscariot actually did was um yeah he, he did something bad. Yeah, he betrayed Jesus Christ. But I want to tell you today that he had a very um different intention. His intention was that. He knows that Jesus Christ is powerful. He knows that those ones, they are, they are babies. You know, because he had the Bible made us understand that several times, Jesus Christ will be talking maybe in the synagogue or somewhere in, in, in Israel, and the people will get peace, and they'll pick stone, they'll try to stone him to death, and bam, Jesus Christ will just escape. Jesus must have visited this several times the bible may also understand like that it will just move away from their midst and they will not be able to see him again why because angels already came down they already made no blindfolded them that was exactly what judas iscariot was expecting to happen when he decided to go and sell him out he felt like this money we can use this money for one good thing or the other let me sell this guy out he will definitely get his way out of himself he will escape and and that is the exact way a couple of um, Christian leaders in taking advantage of people and using them for their own personal gain. Hoping Jesus Christ will take care of you. But the truth is this, at each and, uh, and every uh, one of those times, they are sowing one bad seed or the other. Okay, there are people that said, okay, the reason why they stopped going to church is because Um, they had um, issues of rape between the church leader and the member and they asked they had several of them and this and that and they felt like okay maybe even the church decided to cover it up and do nothing and absolutely nothing about it even though we know that that kind of um, situation even the word of god forbids it and there is actually a, a a certain kind of punishment that god actually you know pronounced on such person and even the law of the land that god made it clear in the scripture that we need to submit ourselves to as um punishment for all those things and we just need to report it appropriately yeah that is the right thing we should do but judge because they have decided okay um they want to protect their name they don't want to be embarrassed they want to be seen as holy. They want to be seen as good, they want to be seen as perfect, they want to be seen as righteous and because of that, bam, they cover everything up and they do absolutely nothing about it and they leave this girl, that girl, this girl, that girl and that girl and this girl and this girl, my girl, they leave them in depression and total sorrow for the rest of their life and they ruin their life and absolutely nobody does anything about it. And it also was that for that reason, certain individuals people like, if you people claim to be men of God and women of God, and if you claim to be people of God, trust me, I don't want to identify with you if this is how your God is. It has been the reason why a lot of people have decided to leave the church. It has been the reason why a lot of people... Okay, imagine a lot of people back then during the time of Jesus Christ... Might only have direct contact with Judas Iscariot and Jesus through and to and with Jesus through Judas Iscariot. They might, Jesus Iscariot might be okay. The leader of, you know, one you know definitely it was a, it was even the treasurer. So someone somehow would be some the way that actually looks up to him that believes in Christ just because of him. But what I'm saying is this: the moment you believe in Christ, you need to move past the reflector and focus on Christ alone. The moment the the someone I have reflected Christ to you, you need to move past me, that is the truth. You need to forget me at that moment. And now, since I have reflected the light on you, since I, I have shown you Christ, what you should do next is that you focus your gaze on Christ. That was why the Bible says, looking unto Jesus in the book of Hebrews, the author and the finisher of our faith. He is the only person you are supposed to focus on. He is the only person you are supposed to concentrate on. He is the only person you are supposed to expect something from, not me. Because, trust me, every person, every individual, they still have their secret faults. They still have something they are struggling with. They still have one thing they are battling with. They still have one way or the other where they are being disobedient. Trust me, when Paul was saying this thing is killing me, I want it out of my life. He wasn't talking about sickness. There was no sickness in his body. But he was talking about a certain particular sin. That he still finds in himself and he wants to get rid of. But if any individual, and the reason why he was actually saying it and he was actually praying to God about it, that he wants this thing to get out of his life is because he wants to make sure that if for no reason or the other makes someone else to fall or mislead someone else by his own mistakes. And we need to all actually understand this that even you, as you are as you have your own faults, you have your own secret sins, you have your own secret faults. I have my own secret faults, I have my own secret disobedience. You have your own secret disobedience. The same way our GOs, our pastors, they will have their own secret disobedience. They will add that tongue in their flesh that they are still battling with. As a matter of fact, they might not be able to escape it until the last day of their life. And that was the reason why Jesus Christ was saying to Paul over and over every time he complains about that problem, see, my son, my grace is sufficient for you. Do not worry about it because the devil will not give up on you. He will not give up on you. So as far as the devil does not give up on you, he will still have a way of trying to pinch you, a way of trying to steal from you, a way of trying to injure you, a way of trying to ruin you. But the only thing you must make sure you do is not give in. There will be times he will try to lead you, lead you, lead you, lead you on into a certain kind of sin. One thing you must make sure you do is pull yourself back. And that is why you must focus on Christ. Because as at that moment, your pastor will not be available. Your teacher will not be there. Your shepherd might be busy with someone else or with something else. You have to remain and stay focused on Christ. And that was why the book of Micah, chapter 4, said that thing. I, I really love that um, passage a lot. The book of Micah, chapter 4. It it's, uh, inspires a whole lot of things in my head. Chapter 4, verse 1. It said, God's message has came to me, Mika, of Moresh. It came during the reign of Jotham, Ayaz, and Ezekiah. This is a long time prophecy. Now, let's move down to verse 4. It says, oh, Sorry, I'm coming. Sorry, my my app is misbehaving. Okay, yeah, chapter four, verse one. But God is now said. But when all is said and done, chapter four, verse one. Yeah, but when all is said and done, name the message version. God's temple on the mountain, family fix. will dominate all mountains. Warning above surrounding hills, people will stream to it. Let, let me read from the um, Good News version before I make the um, analogy of what this passage is actually saying. Because it's saying something important. The mountain he, he lay reference on, um, there is not actually the um, normal mountain. Is actually talking about the presence of God. The atmosphere of God, your relationship with God. Let's read it from the Good News translation. Now it says, In that in days to come, the mountains where the temple of the Lord stands will be the highest one of all, towering above all the hills. Many nations will come streaming to it. Now, if you are a Bible scholar, you would have been able to understand that um, um The books of the prophets are a lot metaphorical in nature, and a lot of times they um paraphrase um um figuratively um with anything they can see around them. That is how they speak most of the time. And now this mountain of the Lord, where they say the temple of the Lord will stand. Remember, we our body is a temple of God. So it means this that temple that we are talking about. Is our body? Is our life? It is we, ourselves. Now, in that sense, the one thing where the Lord temple will stand will be the highest one of all. The highest is seen here. is not highest in height. We can't start moving our body now and start calling ourselves the one eye mountain. Now that is actually old fashioned. That is not what God was talking about. He's talking about the highest and the most important thing. That would be in our lives. What he's saying is that that time, our relationship, our presence in the our our life, our body in the presence of God, our presence in the presence of God, our relationship with God would be the most important thing at that particular point in time, and nothing else. And that time has really come. He says something, I think. In um, I think in verse three. Let's let's reverse it. He said, he will settle dispute among the nations, among the great powers, near and far. They will armor their sword into plugs and their spear into pruning knives. Nations will never go to war, never prepare for battle again. There's a particular place where he said. And Nobody will have to teach the other person. let um, right, let's let's reverse to and there are people who say, Let us go to the hill of the Lord of the temple of Israel. God will teach us, you see, exactly. Verse two He said, He will teach us what He wants us to do. We will walk in the path He has chosen for the lost teaching. comes from Jerusalem. The Jerusalem is speaking here, is I mean, directly from god there i would have preferred the way the, the king james version put this particular verse what the what the king james version said was that and no man will need his neighbor to teach him the word of god again because it will come directly to him from jerusalem that jerusalem is saying there is like they do, do i will not need in fact, there will be time that I will not need to do all this kind of podcast again. Because the moment you have allowed the Holy Spirit to come right inside of you, everything that you need to know, everything that you need to understand, it will teach you directly. That is Jerusalem is talking about. And we remember what Christ said in John chapter 16, that He said, when He's gone, He's going to send the Holy Spirit to us, and He's going to teach us all things. And He made it clear that the Holy Spirit will come to us individually. I will not need to rely on you. You will not need to rely on me. Every man will be for himself. We will only be basking and be enjoying in the presence of God together whenever we come to fellowship. It means that in our secret place, God will be teaching me how to overcome my own secret sins. In your own secret place, God will be teaching you how to overcome your secret sins and your secret faults and your secret problems. Your secret tears are things he by himself would deal with by himself in your own secret round one on one. You don't need me. I don't need you. And but the 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 shameful thing, and that is why I said a lot of our of our leaders are somehow Judas is out in nature is because. Some of them have decided to hide these facts from us, I must say. Some of them have um, deliberately decided to um, work and take advantage of our ignorance. Yeah? And they know that, okay, since we don't know, I'm not saying this to make you feel bad about your leader. I'm saying this so that you can be on the watch. Because the salvation of your own leader and the salvation of my own leader will likewise, will neither work for me nor work for you. If all that you do, if all that you do scripturally or everything that you know about the scripture is basically what your pastor is teaching you, then I'm, 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 I'm sorry to say you are very, very limited in grace and the power of Christ. And what you'll be enjoying in God is very, very few. And that's the truth. You need to let God directly teach you. That was why I said you need to let God directly lead you on Wednesday to to the right place where you're supposed to worship. You see... One thing I discovered about those people, I said I got their testimony, reason why they left church and why they stopped going to church, why they stopped being a Christian, and this and that. Some of them, their problem is that God needed them out of the church where they are worshiping, but they refused to leave. They stood there, and God be like by fall by fire, by all means, I need to move you. And you know. Um, maybe sometimes we will talk about our um, human nature. We are tripartite beings. We have three segments in us. The, one of the most important segments in us is right inside of our soul, our will. You see that our will is something God himself does not have power over. Once you decide that this is what you want to do, he cannot force you to do what he wants you to do. The only thing you can do is deliberately make sure that you live according to his own will. You subject your own will under his own will. But if you decide not to do that, there is absolutely nothing God can do about it. Else, we will not go to sin now. Because if God does look at, okay, all you these boys in this area, you want to be shy of the words, have we Okay. Today, um, Michael, Raphael, carry angels on go that street? We just come to imagine just coming to our streets here, 19th Street, and you just enter. Yeah, one a day, And they just carry all of us, come outside. Now go born again, I've been I no born born again. It's really those Scotties and Yeah, yeah people. Now one born again, I've been a one born again. Just start flogging people. Yeah, confess Jesus. It will have been a lot, maybe better. But you can't do that. And you know he actually hasn't done that to anybody. He has not forced himself down anybody's throats. It is because we have the right to our will. So that, that is the topic for another day. So what I'm saying is this. They are actually selling people that when they try to push them out of those churches, whatsoever churches it might be, if God needs you to move, he might turn someone against you and you move. God told um, Abraham, Get out of your house, leave you, abandon all your families, abandon everybody. He took lots with himself. It has to get to a particular point in time that God Himself had to turn lots against Him. That was when they actually separated. So, for some of those people, God just wanted to teach them, but they still refused to get the teaching and that is the truth severally god is sending messages to us god is trying to talk to us god is trying to reach out to us he's trying to communicate with us but a lot of time we are either not sensitive to his spirit enough we are either not just interested in listening to him we are either just too occupied by one thing or the other by this and that that we just find it very difficult to listen to him. We just find it difficult to hear him, and we absolutely do nothing about everything that he is saying. And it is because we have not exalted, we have not made the paramount, the most important thing in our life our relationship with God. Forget your your marriage comes next, your career. Is subjected to it your family anything anything at all nothing else should supersede your relationship with God else you put your post yourself in a very vulnerable position and you see the problem is you will not be only vulnerable to your church leaders you'll be vulnerable to demons and the devil as well they will take advantage of you your pastor the bad ones, if you are not, if you especially when you don't have a relationship with God, they will take advantage of you. I know church leaders that, you know, it's one of the things that has been bothering me a lot lately, where church leaders will see, you know, you see your member actually in a problem and you turn your attention away as far as that member does not have money to give you to help resolve that problem it's so crazy that it actually led to the death of a very young woman and I cried I cried in my spirit like God why these people could have helped this woman they could have prayed for her They could have fasted on her behalf they could have done this this and that and this But they decided not to do anything. And I don't blame them. I don't know, I blame them. Because I didn't mean that woman had a relationship with her God by herself. That she knows how to talk to her God in a secret place. That God has been teaching her in a secret place. And she has been walking one step at a time with God. Trust me. would have rescued her from that sickness but that sickness actually took her life she died what actually made me cry the most was that during her burial the same church people came to bury her you 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 honestly you might not understand because I, I'm not. I'm really trying not to go into too much details about the story, but I'm telling you the truth. These people really could have helped her. They really could have rescued this woman. But she died. She died. And trust me, like as a matter of fact, I wouldn't have known. If the death pleases God, it doesn't please him. That was the reason why I actually got the information. That was why I got to know. That was why he told me about it, that he is not happy about all these church people you are saying here. That. And the truth is this, that is exactly what is happening everywhere as far as religion is concerned. That is why we need to get very, very spiritual Individually, we need to exalt our relationship with God more than anybody. See, let me tell you something. Until when you start sit, you sit down in the church like this, and you are listening to a sermon, and the Holy Spirit is already interpreting it in a more deeper way to you. I mean, in a way that it will directly reflect or work on your own life, the way the exact way you need to understand it, my brother, my sister. You are not yet with the Holy Spirit. You are not yet a real believer. You are not yet in a relationship with God. Forget how much you speak in tongues. The relationship with God, how consistent it is, how intense it is. You see what he said? He said, the mountain where the temple of the Lord God Almighty will be, will be the highest of them all. He said, though, he's going to be surrounded by little, little ears. You see, those little, little ears he's talking about, is those are the churches. But your relationship with God is going to be the most important. You must be able to walk past, uh, uh, I have one, one of my uh, leaders, Back then, they said something like, "It will tell us if you can walk past me down to God. You better start your journey already. Say if you if you can overtake me. I'm running my race. You better start running yours. If it is possible for you to overtake me, you better start. In fact, I would rather have you overtake me." Than me having to look behind for you. I rather want to see you running ahead of me. And I know you are safe and secured. Than me having to check back. Behind every time. To see, is he still there? Is this still safe? He said, no. That is not his wish for us. I said, no. That is not his wish for us. He said, he would rather have us run if you want to fly fly from wherever you are overtake or if the best you can do is be on the same line with me i will welcome you i will love it in fact i will hold you and we'll run together if you if you if you all will pass my own say if you overtake me bros overtake they run they go i don't want to start looking behind to check if you are safe no. That is the same kind of person Jesus Christ is. You see, you, see, you see what he did with Peter when he asked them, Who do people think I am? They told them their opinion. And I said, You, who do you think I am? Huh? It is because he had that very good leader, very good shepherd mentality. That was why he asked him that question. And he asked them that question, opening down the window of heaven. For whosoever among them is smart enough to connect into heaven and get that answer. And Peter did. And when he did, he encouraged him. He said, oh, Peter, the rock. He said, flesh and blood has not revealed this to you. said, there is no way you could have known that I am the true son of God if my father had not said it to you. If he had not told you, there is no way you would have known. And he did what? He embraced him. He encouraged him. Trust me, we might not have a lot of them like that. We might not have a lot of leaders like that. We really might not have a lot of leaders like that. That is why we need to focus on Jesus. That is why you need to focus your relationship with Christ. I know of a particular day when I was in a church and this preacher came, was to preach, and he was preaching a particular um, passage. And he preached. I was just sitting down there listening to him. Even though, yeah, I was feeling like, no, no, this passage you actually teaching because my church will often have um universal Bible lesson every week. So, like, uh, I think you should have preached this differently. Now, this is not to make you think I'm um, one. Good person, but I'm just telling you it's happening because I have my relationship with God, and what I'm saying is that the following day on Monday I just sat down to study my Bible, and God now took me and you know, I was reading this good news Bible that had the true books in it. He now took me to one of those um true books. I think the book of Tobit, and when I was reading that book, and I saw. The exact practice, which is actually what that man should have preached that day, the way that law of, uh, of 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 tithes was practiced, you know, the Bible, you know, and now then I now understand like, okay, it's really important we have these books on reference where we can actually get them and read them. What I'm saying is this: even if your pastor is preaching towards this direction. Because sometimes if preachers don't go making example, yeah, 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 and there, some of us might actually not understand it. Okay, for instance, have you ever been listening to a particular sermon or a particular um, preacher or a message and you felt like, does this guy know my problem? I take no reason to worry me for that. And he was speaking directly to you. You know that time when you was speaking directly to you? It is because your spirit actually connects with it, And sometimes, if it does not work like that, but as he is preaching, as he is speaking, if you really have the relationship with God as you are supposed to have it, just as as he is preaching that message, your spirit will link up, will connect to it. And the moment your spirit connects to it, boom it will start teaching you that particular message in a very different dimension i mean how it exactly applies to your life and that is the only way we need to be you know i've i've come to terms with the scriptures i've come to terms with um the word in it that the moment the bible says this thing is this thing, is this particular way it is basically that way and no other way. You cannot adjust it. You cannot tweak it. You cannot amend it. Once it says this is it, that is basically it. Um, I'm already eating to. I'm already eating on forty minutes. Um, this is thirty-seven minutes already. So, I want to round up. I leave um this particular subject here for the week and on um, monday we will be having our first segment of our new episode for next week and tomorrow please if you have comments drop either directly to my contact or to underneath this um podcast you can also drop your own voice note if you are lazy to type you can please drop it drop your comments if you have questions drop it tomorrow i would take each and every one i have a couple of them already so tomorrow, I would, you know, pay attention to them and speak on them, expand sheets on them extensively. Maybe from that 30 or 40 minutes, I pray the anointing of God. will help us in the name of Jesus. Um, this podcast will be available on either this Anchor or Spotify um, and every other kind of streaming platforms. You can always, you know, listen to the word of God, this discussion. It's the word of God, though I don't really like to use the word of God. So, yeah, it's still the word of God. So, listen, I pray God will bless us in the name of Jesus. I pray you help me and you will also use some of you also to help me to actually bless our lives so that we can all grow together in the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. Stay blessed.